Hallelujah. But tonight, we want uh, Brother Dudley, host pastor, to come and introduce the speaker tonight. Whatever he'd have, be fine. God bless you, brother. Praise God. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Feels good in here tonight. Praise God. Anywhere the presence of the Lord is, it's going to feel good. The people that are living right, or where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And in His presence, there's fullness of joy. And at His right hand are pleasures forevermore. Praise God. Amen. And we are very, very honored to have all of you here. We appreciate everyone coming, joining with us in this Apostolic Doctrine and Holiness Conference. Very first night, there will be others coming in tomorrow, but uh, we're glad that we're all here tonight. Amen. And we have great man of God going to break the bread of life to us tonight. Brother D.C. Moody's no stranger to Kansas, and uh, we're just honored that he consented to come and be our speaker on the very first night of this Apostolic Doctrine and Holiness Conference. Thank you, Brother Dudley. You can be seated. It's uh, my privilege and an honor to be invited to this convention and to be able to minister here among brethren that I count higher than myself, esteem them highly because of what they stand for. But it falls my lot tonight, so I'm going to preach what God's given me. I've got no access to grind, not mad at no one, but I'm going to preach what I think God wants for this conference. And uh, I do it humbly, and I do it with love, because we're going to be saved through the foolishness of preaching. And I don't ever want to come to the time or place where I do not want some preacher to preach to me. Above all, I want to be saved. I want to thank the sponsors here tonight, Brother Westberg, Brother Harville, and Brother Dudley, and Brother Davis, and Brother McQuistian for giving me the invitation. And then I also want to say that it's good to have spent some time with Brother Dees up in the UP and his wife, and uh, we had a good time up there. And uh, also... These other speakers, I'm looking forward to hearing them. Brother Shoffley, Brother Todd, and Brother Davis, Brother Terry Lee, and uh, looking for a real move of God tonight. Didn't come here just to have church. Came here to see something happen of the supernatural. It's been requested by Brother Westberg. He always catches me on this, and I'm going to try it. Want me to sing House of Gold? <clears throat> Some people cheat, they steal and lie. For wealth and what their money will buy. But don't they know? 
on a judgment day. That silver and gold's gonna fade away. I had rather be in a deep dark grave and know that my poor soul was saved than live in this world in a house of gold deny my God and lose my soul what good is gold and silver too if your heart's not pure and true so sinner hear me when I say get down upon your knees and pray I had rather be in a deep dark grave and know that my poor soul was saved Then live in this world in a house of gold Deny my God and lose my soul Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly King. God, we praise you tonight. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Let's praise him just a little bit. God, we worship you tonight, Heavenly Father. Lord God, let the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost move tonight, Heavenly King. Dear Lord God, come down in our midst and let us feel you, O Heavenly Father. Meet the needs here tonight, O Heavenly King. God, we love you and we thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord God. All right, with you, will turn with me to the book of Nehemiah. <clears throat> Be reading verse, uh, chapter 2, verses 2 through 5, and then I'll go from 11 through 18. <clears throat> Nehemiah, chapter 2, starting at verse 2. Wherefore the king said unto me, Why is thy countenance sad? Seeing thou art not sick, this is nothing else but sorrow of heart. Then I was very sore afraid. And he said unto the king, Let the king live forever. Why should not my countenance be sad when the city, the place of my father's sepulchres, lieth waste, and the gates thereof are consumed with fire? Then the king said unto me, For what dost thou make requests? So I prayed to the God of heaven. And I said unto the king, It is, if it please thee, king, and if thy servant have found favor in thy sight, that thou wouldst send me unto Judah and unto the city of my father's sepulchres, that I may build it. Going to the chapter, I mean, verse 11. 
So I came to Jerusalem and was there three days and arose in the night. And I, some few men with me, neither told of any man what my God had put in my heart to do at Jerusalem. Neither was there any beast with me, save the beast that I rode upon. And I went out by night by the gate of the valley, even before the dragon well into the dung port, and viewed the walls of Jerusalem, which were broken down. And the gates thereof were consumed with fire. Then I went on to the gates of the fountain and to the king's pool, and there was no place for the beast that was under me to pass. Then, I, then went I up into the night by the brook and viewed the wall and turned back and entered by the gate of the valley and so returned. And the rulers knew not whether I went or what I did. Neither had I as yet told it to the Jews nor the priests nor to the nobles nor the rulers nor to the rest that did the work. Then said I to them, you see the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem lieth waste. <laughs> and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Come and let us build up the wall of Jerusalem, that we be no more a reproach. Then I told them of the hand of my God, which was good upon me, and also the king's words that he had spoken to me. And they said, Let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. And my thoughts tonight is, Does anyone have a desire? Would you pray, Brother Dudley? God of heaven, we need to hear from you tonight. We're asking right now that the mighty anointing of the Spirit would rest upon Brother Moody. That that same anointing, God, would give us eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts to perceive. We're careful to give you the praise for it. You can be seated. Here we find Nehemiah. He was the cupbearer of the king. And when he brought the king wine, he noticed that he was sad. He was very happy, unhappy. And I believe that Nehemiah had no doubt been down many times and looked at the ruins of Jerusalem. And somewhere in his heart he desired to see the things built back that one time that his fathers had built. There, when he looked upon that city and saw all the waste and all the ruins, he had something burning inside of him that I want to see that built back just like it was at my father's day. I've got something burning inside of me that I want to see the church back to where it used to be. I've got something burning inside of me that I want to see the things that our forefathers had. I want to see the church built back just like it was in the original. I'm not interested in changing anything. I like it just the way it is. I like it with the power. I like it with the holiness. I like it because it's one name. I like everything about it. There ain't nothing about this church that I don't love. I love everything that God put in it. And I desire to see it built back just like it was in the olden days. I believe Nehemiah, when he looked upon those ruins, many times he wept and said, I would like to see it restored. I don't believe he had it in his mind to change it or to build another building different. I believe he wanted just back like the pattern. And I'm not interested in change. I'm not interested in rebuilding it to suit me. 
but I want it built just like God had it. I want us restored back to the old paths. They're the good way, and we can walk therein and find rest for our weary souls. I'm looking for something from God. I'm tired of the humdrum living. I'm tired of all the preaching and nothing happening. I'm looking for a demonstration and the power of Almighty God that we saw in the old days, that we saw him healed, and we saw great miracles and signs and wonders. But I'm afraid we got to do some rebuilding. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. I want to tell you something. We serve the greatest God that ever lived. You can be seated. I'm not looking for something new. I'm not looking for something fancy. I'm not ashamed of anything that come in. I'm not ashamed of the old timers uh, that went and had to wear clothes uh, that don't suit modern society. I'm not ashamed of the old timers uh, that walked in the old past. Uh, I'm here to tell you there were some sacrifices made for us to be here today. There were some sacrifices made and uncomforts uh, and humiliations uh, and some uh, uh, talked about and ridiculed to bring the church where it is today. Uh, and I'm afraid uh, that we've got some ruins uh, and we've got some things that's on the the church that needs to be removed. Now, I'm going to tell you something. God's not coming back after the kind of church as a whole that we're seeing today. It's going to be so different that it's going to blow you and our minds. And if we don't have a spiritual mind and we don't have the power of the Holy Ghost, we're not going to be in it. We can holler and hoop all we want to about Jesus' name, but we better have the power of God down inside of us. We better know what's going on in the spiritual realm. This church come in on the power of God, and it's going out on the power of God. It didn't come in through singing. It didn't come in through music. It didn't come in through men's elect. It didn't come in through men's ideas. But this church was bought by Jesus Christ, and he himself owns it lock, stock, and barrel. Tell you, we got a lot of churches today that our fathers built a foundation on. And we had others to come and to put rubbish and garbage on that foundation that that old father went and built. But I believe, Brother Westberg, there's going to be men of God come along. And God's going to move on them. And they're going to clean the garbage out. They're going to clean the sin out. And God's going to honor that man of God that walked upon the face of this earth. And somebody is going to build the building back. Somebody's going to build it on top of that foundation. They're going to clean it all out. And then it's going to build according to God's pleasure. You know, we've come to the place if we ain't careful, we're going to eat each other. All right. All right. Brother Westberg, I hope I never come to the time 
that you can't tell me when I'm wrong. And I hope, Brother Dudley, it never comes a time you can't call me. If I won't agree with him, tell Brother Moody you out of line. But we're living in a fickle time. Preachers claim to be tough, but, buddy, you get in their pig pen and they ain't too tough. But I don't care whose pig pen it is. When God tells me to get in it, you better get out of the way because I'm not working for man. Man don't scare me, but God Almighty called me, and that's who I'll preach for. We got too many, too much rubbish on the foundation, and we need to get it cleaned off. But we're so afraid of what our peers are going to think. We're afraid of what our neighbors going to think. I'm not interested in what you got to think, but I'm interested in what God's got to think. We need to get a spirit of Nehemiah. We get a need to get a desire to build it back to the old past, bring us back to the place, and come back to the things that God brought this church in on. God's not going to build. You're not going to have revival or build church on a church that's got fornication, adultery, homosexuals playing ivory. You can forget it. If you're going to build this church, you're going to clean it up. You're going to clean all the garbage out. This church's not coming out here all loaded down with the things of this world. But we better get the spirit of Nehemiah. We don't care what anyone thinks. We're going to clean the church up. And we're going to build it on that solid foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Nowadays, if you preach against sin, you got a bad spirit. They can label me, I don't care, but God's pleased. I'd rather have favor with God. I'd rather have audience with God than man. Man's going to perish, but God's not. <laughs> I'd rather have the power of God generating through me than all the applauses of man. It's not what man thinks, but it's what God thinks. And it's what the Word says. We better build this church according to the Word of God. I'm afraid if it don't go just like we think it ought to go. It ain't right. Never ceases to amaze me, men that claim to be spiritual and claim to be holy and clean, can't even spot a homo. Come on. They can get up and do everything else, but they can't find a devil. They can tell all kinds of fortunes, how much money you're going to get and all that, but they can't find no sin and count. We're not here to tell fortunes. We're not no soothsayers or we're not sorcerers. We're here to declare the truth. We're here to preach against sin. We're here to get the temple cleaned out. We're here to lay the foundation. We're here to build it according to God's plan. Never thought I'd see the day whenever we'd have our own preachers. I'm talking about conservative men now. Oh, brother. Yeah, brother. Preaching about the liberal. Tell about his sins, but don't you touch one of us. 
I'm here to tell you I got to be preached to and you got to be preached to. You got sin in your church, you need it out. You got homosexuality in there, you need it out. And somebody needs to preach to you. We don't need it in the church of the living God. We need to build it according to the plan of God without fear or favor. Because it's my friend or my buddy. I'm not going to cover it. I'm here to tell you I don't have no friends or no buddies or no family when it comes to this pulpit. You had got enough money to buy me, and if I never preach again, you can't stop me. I'm going to preach it as much as God gives it to me. I'm going to have the spirit of Nehemiah. I've got a desire to get back to the old paths before these new ones hadn't worked. i got a desire to see the church cleaned up, that we can see the demonstration and the power of God, that we see the gifts in operation, and we see the fivefold ministry perfecting the church. I want to come to the church what's powerful and God's moving, and we have things happening. I'm tired of three three songs and a testimony and take up the offering. We so so bogged up in tradition. We watch the clock more than we watch the Bible. You go over some people's time, they can't get to Wendy's or somewhere, and man, they're all upset. I'm going to tell you when I'm going to quit tonight, it's when God says quit. If you want to go home, head out. God wants to move, I'm going to entertain that until he gets through with me. And if you don't like it, well, there's the door. I'm going to preach what I've got to preach. If you don't agree with me, ask him to let you preach. But God didn't call you to preach. He told me to preach tonight, and I'm going to do the preaching. Glory, glory. I'm looking for a move of the Holy Ghost. I want something to happen tonight, this area that we ain't never seen. I'm looking for a miracle. I'm looking for something to happen in the power of God to come in and demonstrate to us that He is our God. I want to feel the power and the glory of my Creator. I'm tired of eating corn chucks and sawdust. I want some T-bone steak. You let God go to moving, most of your peers just cause he's moving. They don't understand it. And their church is so dead, you think you're at a funeral. Got quiet? It's the truth anyhow. I'll tell you what will liven it up. A good prayer meeting, a clean living, and the word of God and naming sin, getting it out of the church. You ought to worry about what God's wanting to do. He's ready when you're ready. He's ready when I'm ready. Because he's going to have a church. He's coming back after one without spot and regular blemish. He's done said it. That's already recorded. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall endure forever. If he said it, you can go to the bank with it. You can be seated. I'm not interested. I'm like I'm like a Caleb. I'm not interested in ordinary things. 
I'm not happy with the norm. I'm looking for something greater. I want to get into a higher plane. I want to know more about God. I don't serve a dead God. I serve one well and living good. <laughs> one that's strong and powerful. I serve one that loves me more than anybody in the world. I love one that can do anything in the world. I love one that loved me when I was unlovable. One picked me up out of sin. Uh, one that understands me. One I can talk to. One don't tell on me. One don't gossip. One don't go to everybody about my problem. But I can fall somewhere down in a prayer room and pray down the power of God and get an answer from my God. Some people say, well, God don't don't talk to you. My God talks to me and I talk to him. If your God don't talk to you, you're not a sheep. Or my sheep know my voice. And another they'll not follow. I'm a sheep and I like to talk to my shepherd. Our problem, we hadn't got an ear for the spirit. Because God don't shout it from the rooftop. He don't talk like we talk. God's ways are not our ways. God's ways is far from our ways as the east is the west or the heavens is the earth. We're not going to figure him out. We're not going to thank him out. We're just going to follow him. So tonight he told us three, he's told us three different times in prophecies or interpretation of tongues. He said, I'm going to do you like I did to Israel. Every time the cloud moves, you move. And whenever the pillar of fire moves, you move. You don't move, I tell you to move. And you follow me. And I'm going to take you into great things. Well, I don't know about that. Well, I do. I'm expecting something every time I go to church. I'm not in this. I'm believing that God can't do anything. I believe God can do anything. God parted the sea. God can come down this day and time and give us a great dynamic revival. But we're not going to have it on top of garbage. And we're not going to have it on sin in camp. We're going to clean the house out or we'll never be restored. I don't care what our label is. I don't care who we are, what we say we are. He ain't going to condone sin. Nehemiah had a desire to see it built back. He longed for it. And I've spent many times going to meetings and conferences and stuff and sit on the pew. As he get right up to tell the truth because of the pressure, going to lose their position or whatever, they move around and tiptoe through the tulips. I'm tired of tiptoeing. You ain't got enough backbone to preach. Hang up your book and let God give somebody can. I'm not worried about what, uh, what's going on in the world, what my people think about me. I'm worried about what God thinks about it. And I'll tell you something else. You don't have to defend truth. It'll defend itself. Uh, I don't have to run after these tales. Uh, I don't run after these people. I wonder if it's all right, this, that, and the other. What do you say about me? I could care less. Uh, what I'm in is ready to what God's got to say about me. It's like the rest of these brothers up here. I've been lied on. I've been told everything. It don't bother me. I done got over that. I'm above that. I'm not lowering myself down to some tail barrier. I'm not getting on their level. I'm not stepping down where they live. I'm going to live for God. It don't take nothing away from me or what they say. I could care less. I'm interested in what God wants done. How God wants a church built. What do you want me to do, God?
I'll tell you what, if you're going to stay in this, you better get a tough hide. When your hide gets tough enough, it don't bother you no more. They shoot so many holes in me, they're shooting through the holes now. Let's go zoom. Brother Miller, you're going to send the trip? No, I don't have to be sent. Don't know what I'm looking for. I'm mad at nobody. I got no access to crime. I got power of God. Not mad at nobody. Not even mad at them. It's wagging their tongues. Just saying, God, help them to control their tongue. Help me to have the right attitude toward them, God. You know how you win a battle? When your enemy talks about you, just get down and pray to where he don't bother you no more. Walk up there and look him in the eye and say, hey, I sure uh, think a lot of you. <laughs> I'm praying for you. How are you going to make it? But you know what our problem is? The first time somebody says something about us, care of feelings right here. Get that knocked off and we ain't good for nothing for a year or two. You'll get through running through the cesspool. But if you just walk into that prayer room, get down and pray. Well, I can't pray for him. Keep on, you can. I prayed for one preacher one time that wouldn't have done me wrong, and he's wrong. It took me about three or four months or five, but I prayed it out. And who was the victor? I was. I'm still living for God. He's not. You're going to get this answer from God down on your knees. You're not going to fight it out. You're not going to argue it out. You're not going to legislate it out. But you're going to get it through forgiveness and humbleness and coming before God with a right heart loving your enemies and uh, praying for them and despitefully use you if they're wrong they got the problem but you can be right and be wrong I'm not aiming for no tail bear to send me to hell they never made a hypocrite to get me out of the church. Hypocrites don't bother me. They just make me feel stronger. If they wasn't in the church, I'd look worse. Thank God for them. Some people, they just get all out of sorts, ready to throw in the towel. I'm not ready to throw in no towel. I'm going to get me another. You want to tell you what I believe with all of my heart? I'm going to be in on one of the greatest revivals this the world has ever seen, and I'm going to be a part of it. Well, Brother Moody, when are you going to start? I'm starting. You know where? Right here. You want to know where revival starts? Just draw you a circle. Get out on your knees. That's where revival starts. God's not going to honor bickering. He's not going to honor arguing. He's not going to honor sin. You get out and pray that God gives you the anointing and shows you what to do. And then you obey God. The revival will come. Well, you ain't doing too hot. Well, you might not even know what revival is. You may not know the difference in revival and evangelism. This day and time, they're looking for numbers. This day and time, they're putting the cart before the horse. Church is full of filth and everything else, wanting babies to be born. God's not going to put a newborn babies in the dying mother's womb. Got a little quiet. You ain't going to see no baby come out living right if it's got infection in the womb. 
Our problem, we got too much infection in the womb of the church, and we need to get it out. Then we'll have healthy babies. Instead of coming in one day and going out the next, they'll stay in the church. They'll have a good, genuine nine-month birth, and then mom will be strong enough to feed them. We want to put babies in. We so sick, we can't hardly get up and down. Can't feed them when we get them. This may cross some of y'all's theories, but that's all right. I don't believe, I believe that the birth, the genuine birth is stronger than 24 hours. I don't believe in them incubator births. I don't believe in these newfangling births. I'm looking for them old paths. I won't see the church restored back. When they got out on their knees, and you see some fruits of repentance, they went back and took things they stole. They got out and genuine repented. And when they got their life cleaned up, they were buried in his name. And when they got the Holy Ghost and not the Holy Spirit, they lived like they supposed to. And they're still in the church in the days of old. But we got so modern, we're ashamed of the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, because it sounds good. I didn't get the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I got the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I never did want to turn back. It's never made me want another drink. This Holy Ghost I got, I don't want no more of that world because I've got Christ in me. I've been born of the water and of the Spirit, and I'm not looking back. I'm not hunting an excuse to quit. I'm just looking for something else to do for God. I'm not interested in that world. He saved me from that world. I don't want back in that cesspool, but I want the power of God that I can stand in this world and live for God. Reason some of you can't live for God, you ain't got a genuine praying through. You got this modern day religion. That ain't what I want to see built back. I want to see some tears of repentance. You know what today? You're criticized if you have seekers that'll go over 30 days. What's wrong with y'all? Where'd you ever get weak give him by the Holy Ghost? Like I had a character come to me the other day. Brother Moody, that woman y'all got in y'all's church, y'all been trying to cast devils out for six months. Ain't no sense in all that. All you got to do is just walk up and tell them to come out. I said, well, won't you come on over? And I'll set up the, 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 the meeting, and I'll say, we'll let you handle that. Oh, no, I said, that's just what I thought. You can tell me what to do, but you ain't in the middle of it. I said, demonstrate to me, and I'll believe you. But I said, you ain't going to get no more out than I am because I can't get them out. All I can do is have faith. Faith is not results. We pray and God gives the results. Faith believes in believing. When you believe it's going to happen, and you believe it's going to happen, and you believe it's going to happen, then that's faith. Whether it happens or not, I still believe it's going to happen. And then you see the results. But God's not going to show you the results and call it faith. Don't see something happen right now? We don't believe it. That's your problem with unbelief. I've seen prayers answered for me. I've spent 25 years believing God. Well, you must have had sin in your life. No, I didn't. I'm just not God. And nine times out of ten, you've got as many problems as I've got. You're just ashamed to admit them, except to your poor wife or husband. 
come to church and sit down on the pew like you lost your last friend. Can't even sing the songs of Zion. Walk out with your chin dragging the floor. I'm desiring to see the church back like it used to be. I'm sick of this new new type church. I don't know where I'm going, brother. I'm just preaching. I just got something down in me and I'm going to get it out. I may cover everything from horse machine to skyrockets. I don't know what I'm on. I'm going to try my best style of the flesh. I'm going to try to wait on God. You want to tell you where we've come to in this day and time? We want to worship the creature more than creator. We're always looking for some big name guy to come by. I'm going to tell you what, we're, God's not giving his glory to nobody. Whatever happens tonight, D.C. Moody didn't do it. Whatever happens tonight, you better give glory to God Almighty. You know what God said the other night in prophecy or tongues one? He said, I'm going to bring those sorcerers of the day and those false prophets. I'm bringing them out in the open. I said, thank God, I'm ready to see it. I'm sick of it. When in the world are we supposed to sit and fall for that junk? We ought to stand up and preach against it. But boy, if you do, you better get ready for the battle because your own people will turn on you. But I'm here to tell you, if God ever tells me to name them, hang on to your seat because I'd rather spend my time in jail than to have disfavor with God. I'm not afraid of none of them dudes. I'm just not going to handle it on my own. But when God says you tell him he's false, he better get ready. Are you bragging? No. That's my duty and obligation. This is my church as much as it is anybody else's church. And God put me in this to defend the kingdom. We're now trying to defend the kingdom of God. And it's time we got a backbone and stood against sin and false prophets and things that's coming into church that our old forefathers would have never allowed. Oh, I feel a spirit out there, but you just sit on, you get some more before I get through. But you know what's wrong with your spirit? You ain't felt God in so long, you wouldn't know who he was. You're so used to sitting down on men of God, you, you think you got power. That's the devil that you got power with. You don't know God from the devil because you ain't prayed through it a long time. These old reprobates that sat around in the church and got power with the devil and think it's God. You can huh, you just sat out on me if you want to, but I'm looking for something to preach at anyhow. Your problem, you is backslid as Job's turkey. You ain't been anointed in so long you wouldn't know what it felt like. Your little old pansy message, it wouldn't affect the hand. And I'm talking to a preacher tonight. How's that? You need to get a good praying through. You wouldn't have a dead church if you'd get alive in a pulpit. You've been dead so long you wouldn't know what to do if God moved on you. Oh, you ain't supposed to preach to preachers. Well, I'm supposed to a prophet, subject to a prophet. I got just a right to preach to preachers. I have a saint. You know why we're in the shape we're in? On account of preachers. 
Oh, we want to boast about being the shepherd until it comes to taking the rap. What got the church where it is? Because we didn't have no Nehemiah's and no Jeremiah's, no John the Baptist. Nobody would stand up and sound a clear sound and bring people down to an altar of repentance. That's why we're where we are. And I'm not taking any respect away from the preacher. You've got the right attitude and the right respect. You respect the man of God. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about men that won't do their duty in their job. I'll tell you how I feel about this pulpit. That I'm going to stand before God for this night. Every time I get in that pulpit, I'm going to bring you closer to God or send you further away. There's going to be a many a preacher burning hell just because they didn't preach the gospel. But have you got a desire to get back to the old past? I felt another old spirit hit around. Bring them all out. I like them by the groves. For back at Cabot, we produce them there. They don't bother me. I like from lay down where we can all have fun. They ain't gonna stick their heads up too high. Well, Brother Moody, don't come to this convention devil fighting. What do you think I'm gonna be fighting? Everybody fights each other and says, don't run the devil. You either running the devil or he's running you. He ain't laying around taking it easy. Don't you worry about that. He's on duty 24 hours a day. What we need to learn how to identify our enemy, know what to do with him when we find him, and know how to handle that dude. But we run around saying, oh, don't mess with the devil. You make him mad, don't tell him what he do. I want him mad. I'm not afraid of it. Don't I believe what the Word tells me. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church, but we've laid down and rolled over and let the devil have it. Because you ain't seen it or you ain't done it, that don't mean it ain't true. Where do you think we're going to ever change at? It's going to start somewhere. Pentecost started somewhere. The restoration of this church is going to start somewhere. They might as well be here. Funny me, people get up and say, boy, the Lord's coming just any minute. Live like him, build like he'll stay here forever. I don't know when he's coming. I'm just going to be ready. Some people say, what do you believe? I said, I believe he's coming. Because there's so many different versions on that. We're cross-hired. We're check fellowship. Because somebody believes pre-trib, some mid-trib, some uh, after-trib, some four-trib, some four-five tribs. We need to learn more about Jesus Christ. We need to learn more about the power of God and demonstration of His Spirit. Learn how to follow it. He clear our minds up. Our problem is we tried to think it out. Got it out of some book from some old theologian. That ain't nothing but out of the harlot church. Induce some false doctrine. And we've said it. We got against the book. And we put it in, spewed it into our congregations. And then we want to sit around and try to defend that. I'll tell you what's the truth. is a book. And I believe revelation will be revealed in its time to the men of God. Not to a Trinitarian. Because he walks in darkness. I believe 
anybody understand what's going to happen in prophecy? It'll be a one God tongue talking apostolic. God's not going to bypass his church for some guy down there that don't believe fat meat's greasy. Anybody's going to know when the coming of the Lord's going to come, his bride is. You think he's going to bypass his bride and go over to a harlot? No, a thousand times no. He's not going to have any part with that harlot. We're his bride. We're part of his body. We're going to know what's going on. He says we can enter into the mysteries of God. There's things that we know about God the angels don't even know. I believe when he gets ready to come, we're going to feel something moving. I believe whenever he gets ready and he started, he's going to let us know, hey, get up a little closer. It ain't going to be long. I'm coming after you. And I believe I'm going to feel that same spirit that I got that night down an old-fashioned altar. It's going to begin to stir. And I'm going to get that resurrecting power. you got to have the power of the Holy Ghost or you ain't going to have no power to leave here on. That same power that lifted up Jesus is that same power that abides in you. And if you ain't got the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you ain't going nowhere. And there ain't going to be 10 churches up there. There ain't but one church, one faith, one baptism, one God, one way, one door. That's the only way, and he's the way. And you're going to do it through death, burial, and resurrection, repentance, water, baptism, and the Holy Ghost, and living holy before God. Them old-timers loved holiness. Today, man, I mean, if you say something about holiness, he's a holiness preacher. Thank God I am. If you don't like holiness, you ain't going to be happy up there. If you don't like holiness, you ain't going to be happy down there either. Because there ain't no sin in hell. You better well get used to it. It's going to burn up. You ain't going to have your blue tube, your VCR, and all that garbage. You're going to be busy stoking the flames and praying. That rich man was praying. Prayer meeting going on in hell tonight. You're not busy to worry about whether you any cocaine or not. You'll be hollering, God, have mercy on me, but mercy's past. As sure as there's a heaven, there's a hell. And we're going one place or the other. And I intend to be with God and his angels. And I want to be before that holy God with them angels that's crying out, holy, 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 holy. There's nothing wrong with holy. If you got it in here, you love it. And if you ain't got it in here, you won't live it and you won't preach it. Reason a lot of men don't preach holiness, they don't believe it. You can't get it out of me because it's in me. Only way you can be holy is have that holy God operating in you. He's the only thing that's holy. It's not you that's holy, but it's him that's in you that's holy that brings out the holiness. Run around with our stiff necks, long sleeves. I'm all for it. Prying around like, look who we are. You're only saved by the grace of God. Thank God you're here. I believe in outward holiness. Them old spirits that bides underneath that cloak. I believe holiness in and holiness out. I believe holiness all the way through.
I'll tell you something tonight. I'm just going preaching. Brother Westberg, the superintendent here, setting me down. I apologize if I'm wrong, but won't for the word or the spirit. And he knows that. But you need to use some preachers out there and you won't name sin. You're fixing to get in trouble with God. Well, I love them. No, you don't. If you love them, you Lock, and that's my duty and my obligation to look after them. I'm the shepherd, under shepherd, and I'm to tell them what's right and wrong. I'm to tell them when trouble's coming. It don't matter whether they like it or they don't like it. That's my duty and obligation, and I intend to do it, and you'd better be doing it. That's the kind of church God's coming after, that he can trust his ministry to perfect his saints and to tell them the truth and to line them up according to the Word of God and not afraid of the peers or afraid of the finances or afraid of the patriarchs. Some church is not built on a foundation. Never was. Never did have sound doctrine. It was an upshoot. It takes a while to build a church foundation. Men that's got churches here, it took them a while to do it. You didn't do it overnight, Brother Davis. I'm going to tell you something else. You went through some things to get it done, too. Brother Westberg's the same way. These, these guys jump up here all going to build a church overnight, get out here and going to win the world over their little old video, our book, uh, our books that they've got down somewhere at a Bible bookstore. I ain't been around a bucket far enough to get a drink. Wouldn't even know how to pray to God for a headache and going to preach faith. How do you know anything about what's happening if you ain't ever been there? How do you know what it is to suffer if you ain't never suffered? What do you know it's like to do without if you ain't never done without? Some of these guys have set the direction in the churches today. They ain't had nothing but a silver spoon in their mouth all their life. They don't know nothing about nothing but just give me, give me, give me. We're not in a give me church. We're in a church that we need to dedicate and sacrifice unto God Almighty. He's done gave his life for us. And, they, and it's our reasonable service to worship him with all our heart, mind, and soul. It's like we're building a church back home. Having to make a lot of filled dirt and people driving. When are you going to start building a church? Hardest parts of building the foundation. Most important parts of the foundation. But you don't see nothing there. So nobody don't see nothing happening. When you gonna start? When you gonna start? Oh man. We've been going for about four months. Building, digging two foot down, building five foot up, hauling in them dirt for the thousands of yards, trying to build it up to get a good foundation. Same way in a church. You ain't gonna build a church overnight. And if you're going to have the revival God wants, you're going to clean out the church. He's going to purge the church. We've been in revival for five months. We've had outsiders criticizing by about it. They ain't paying the bills. These other churches don't pay the bills at our church. They're worried more about it than we are. Why you go so long? That's our business. We paid our own bills. They don't even come by to see what's happening, but they draw their own conclusion. 
that ain't been in the church. We won't go 10 years. That's our business. But you know, that ain't norm. We ain't doing like we done it for 25 years. Well, I'm not interested in what happened for 25 years because it failed. We got more troubles in the church than we've ever had in history. More churches and preachers backsliding than we've ever seen. Bring them in one door and they're going out the next. So I'll just be different. If it ain't working, try something else. But that ain't the reason we're having revival. The reason we're having revival, God told us to go to, he said quit. Well, I don't believe that's God. You ain't there. You ain't praying. How do you know what God said? You ain't even prayed for our revival. You come out of a prayer room full of anointing of the Holy Ghost, come around and talk to me. I might listen to you. But your old carnality just a judging out of your mind. You don't know nothing about what's happening in the spiritual realm out of your mind. You only learn the things of God through the Spirit. You worship Him in spirit and in truth. But we don't want that. We're going to sit out and figure it all out, how we think it ought to be. It ain't how you think it ought to be. It's how God thinks it ought to be. All we try to do is find the mind of Christ. Five months, we've had more miracles than I've seen in my whole lifetime. I like every bit of it. Boy, your church sure must be in bad trouble. No worse than yours. You ain't got guts enough to clean yours out. You afraid to take some of your money you got to go fishing with? Or you think you got to take some of your hunting money? You don't want to have no revival because you have to spend it on the revenges. I'd rather you what I want, a move of God. I don't care if it costs to cock my house. I'm interested in a move of God. You know, if you have a little faith, you might be surprised what God would do. Last revival we had, we went about four or five months. They said, how in the world can you afford it? I said, how can you afford not to? Went in a revival of $8,000, come out with 10, with five new families, 20 put in the church. That ain't bad, is it? Still got 19 of them. They ain't gone in a year. When did the first one get the Holy Ghost? Three months. Not a one got the Holy Ghost. 15 seeking. You ain't got no faith. No, I'm not God. Praying at 2 o'clock every morning in the church, not just one or two laying around. Daydreaming. Oh, I feel something bumping. You just bump all you want to. When that first one finally prayed through, we prayed sometimes at 5 o'clock in the morning. How can you pray that long? The joy of the Lord is your strength. You can pray all night if you're feeling God. You can't pray all night on a hop and a jump, thump of the string or a ping on a piano. You've been in a prayer room, got a good praying through, you can dance all night in the spirit. I tell you, when you get the power of God, you just want more of him. You want to praise him. You want to magnify him. You get his attention, and things start happening. 
Man, I'd like to know I had to pray five or six hours every night. That's your problem. You hate it. I love it. I'd rather be in the presence of God Almighty than anywhere in the world. I'm happier right tonight than I am any place in the world. I'm not interested in what the world's got to offer. Your problem is you're too in love with the world. Well, I got work to do. Our men left prayer. They leave at 2 o'clock in the morning, go straight to work, and come back. Couldn't wait till they got back. Come on, come on, come on. Same time we had an increase with running devils out. Digging them old reprobates out. Don't say something else. We don't take out. We never learn God takes out. Hello? We fight the spirits. Stay after the spirits. Get after the spirits long enough. But we get too busy on the individual. I believe in rebuking and exhorting. If you don't believe it, come around. But if you're going to take a cancer out, you better know how to operate. That thing's got roots. You better know how to do surgery. Some of these brothers come and knows all about the gifts they want to come in and preach they know how to find the devil but they don't know what to do with it when they find it I'm not interested in who can find it my saints can find it I don't know who can handle it when they find it I don't want half my church tore up him trying to shoot from the hip I want him down on his knees somewhere getting the mind of God oh I'm tiptoeing through the tulips now oh that ain't the way we've always done it that's your problem I'll tell you something else. If you're in this church that God's going to build according to what Nehemiah desired, it ain't going to none of it suit you. Well, I wish he'd shut up. I will when God says shut up. Maybe my last time I'm gonna give it everything I got, Brother Westbury. <laughs> I'm just telling you some truths. And I don't mean that any of these brethren here, they hadn't done it just like I'm saying. I'm saying we need to do it through prayer, dedication, and wholeness. Every church has a different personality. Every pastor has a different personality. I have to go, when I evangelize, I had to learn the personality of that church before I could help it. But the basics of prayer, praying, seeking God, dedication, and consecration, You show me a church that don't have wholeness, and I'll show you a church that don't have no power with God. Show me one with jewelry hanging on, I'll show you one dead, unless they can get the music going loud enough. You're not going to be saved by the beat of that music. You're going to be saved by some preacher telling you you're wrong. Get out on your knees and pray through. 
and get a good genuine dose of the Holy Ghost. This church didn't come in on a song. This church come in on prayer and dedication. This song come in on faith, believing in God. What's God? And the reward of them until they saw him. Went there in that upper room. They wasn't bouncing off the ceiling. They were down praying and fasting, seeking God. And I'll tell you something else. They had repented because they come in on John's message. And John taught nothing but repentance. That does away with that garbage. They say you don't have to repent. They didn't repent in the upper room. Yes, they did repent in the upper room. They repented because they were disciples of John. And John said, you hypocrites and you vipers. He called it just like it was. And that's what the church came in on. And that's what the church is going out on. I'll tell you something else. There ain't no preacher can repent for you. We got one of these yo-yos running around saying, I'll repent for you. He don't have the right to repent for you. He ain't repented for himself. I don't inject something else while I'm on it. Repentance ain't in water baptism either. You repent of your sins and die out of your sin. Get it all clean or it won't do you no good to go in the water. And when you get good and dead and they go in that water and then the sins will be remitted, how can they be remitted when you still got them? And then you get the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost is one that's deceased. Jesus says immediately I must go where the comforter might come. But it sounds so crude to say Holy Ghost. But if you say Holy Spirit and sit in hotels and watch TV during general conference, it's all right. They ain't nothing but hypocrites. Any preacher to go to a motel room and watch a TV and go home and preach to his congregation that's wrong, he's a hypocrite. God hates a hypocrite worse than he does a TV watcher. If you're going to preach it, you need to live it. If you ain't going to live it, don't preach it. The day I ever go to watch a TV, I'll get up and tell the church, I'm either dismissing myself or go get you one. I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I'm gonna, if I'm going to preach it, I'm not going to watch it. I stay in them all the time. Most of these preachers do. I'm in them rooms all the time. But I don't ever even think about turning on that boot tube. I'm not interested in that garbage. I want to know what God's got to say. I'm not interested in what all's happening in that mess. I'm just tired O.J. Simpson, I could die. I'm interested in what God wants to do. If you got the right mind and the right attitude full of the Holy Ghost, you won't love that junk. You'll hate it. You'll abstain from the very appearances of evil. Run around these old split skirts on. What I can't understand, go in there and preacher says, man, I got a good, clean, holy church. Go in there and I can see from here to Bathsheba. Here they go walking to man. You can just see them old bare legs. I'm going to tell you what, they got a lustful spirit on them. 
They want some man to look at their legs. I'm here to tell you, you ain't got no business for no man looking at your legs if you're single. And if you ain't single, your husband's all want folks to be looking at your legs. And if you're trying to get it that tall or that tall, you got it in your heart. You need to pray that old spirit out and begin to dress right and act right. You ain't supposed to be showing off your body, but you just try to get as close as you can to the fire. I'm here to tell you, if we're going to have revival, we're going to clean it all out. We're going to build a church back like God wants it. It's going to all come out. It's wrong to go watch baseball. Wrong to watch football. But you go play golf. No, you can't play golf. Golf's wrong. I thought I'd get it quiet. You can go to a golf course and play golf. I can go to horse races. I'm not going to bet. I'm not going to drink. I just want to watch them thoroughbreds run. Never been in my life. Well, all I'm going to do is go out on the golf course and just play around or two, yeah? Every time one of them old worldly women bend over, them shorts are short, they can't even get in them. Your eyes roll past the golf ball. Whiskey there in their golf club cart. Betting on ever tea. But that's all right because I do it. It's either right or it's either wrong. And I say it's wrong. And a preacher sure don't need no golf bag. He needs a Bible under his arm and a good place to pray. But we got them to go to our holiest meetings and spend all day on the golf course instead of listening to the preacher preach, and then they'll get home, eat their saints out for not being faithful to the house of God. That ain't the kind of church I'm looking for. I mean, we need to get in or out. And I know I've got some preacher friends that plays the ball, but I'll tell them the same thing when they say something. Might save them. All right. Run around with a big old golf clubs that can't hardly tote. Dragging them on the plane, knocking everybody of wine, trying to get them things on. I can't to catch the message. God's sick of them. Get rid of them. Nehemiah wasn't want to change things, but we want to have what God had in the original, but we want to change it. All right. You never read where the disciples was playing cow pastor ball, all that stuff. We want to be like the apostles. Well, you better start praying. You better go check the jail out. You better get ready for your friends to get mad at you. And you know something, Brother Westberg? When your peers, men in your own camp, get mad at you and talk about you, and then find out you was right, they don't ever come around and say, Brother, forgive me, I was wrong. How you doing there, brother? Handshake's different. The smile's different. 
But he's got to repent because he lied. Liars ain't going to heaven. They told something on you wasn't true, Brother Davis, out of some tongue wagger, got out and beat their mouth, and find out it wasn't so and don't come to you and make it right. Hello? I'm talking about building the church like Nehemiah's looking for. Me and Brother Westberg has crossed before. But any time either one of us did, we got on that phone and just set her straight. Always been friends. Never been mad at one another. Ain't nothing I wouldn't do for him. Nothing he wouldn't do for me. But he don't own me and I don't own him. I don't agree with him. I tell him. He don't agree with me. He tells me. But we got enough God that we can take it. You got some preachers you say, well, you're wrong. Oh, they're puffed up like a little old baby running around with their lip hung down. Then expecting their saints to be on fire for God. Why don't you grow up and learn to be a good, strong preacher? Learn to take that old lick. If it gets hit, say, poke me one more time. I'm tough enough to take it. We don't need no baby preachers. Let me tell you something. Some people say, boy, preaching like that, God won't never move. He'll move for the night. So, And you don't tell you what's going to happen to you out there that's saying that. You're going to be sitting there the same way you was when you got here. You're going to sit there just that old dead still, just like a pillar of salt. I'd hate to know that I was in a Pentecostal church and God didn't ever move on me. Some people come to church year after year and never feel God. Man, I'd realize something was wrong with me. Truth. Since we're lively stones, not dead wood. Well, it's just not my nature to get lively. You will when you get down yonder. Hey, you ain't got to do with your nature. If you repented of your sins and born again, you ain't the same fella. You're a new creature in Christ. Old things pass away and all things become new. It's like a certain character does the things he used to do. Strolls around. They said, well, that's just what he used to do. I said, he ought to have prayed through. Old things pass away. Yes, sir. And I'm going to step in a little deeper and I'm going to get ready to quit. If God let me. I don't believe in these cultures. A soul is a soul. And the message, repent of your sins, be baptized in Jesus' name and get the Holy Ghost. I don't care if you're in India, Africa, ten buck two. If it's wrong for a man to wear facial hair, it's wrong. And if it's wrong for a woman to wear jewelry, it's wrong. 
I don't care what your culture is. I don't care where you come from. If you prayed through the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you ain't the same person you was. And the same word to save me is the same word to save you. I don't buy that. This old junk and hollering, well, I got to wear a wedding ring to show that I'm married. If that's all you got to show you married, it's on the rocks. You got married and God ordained it. What he puts together, let no man put asunder. It ain't the wedding band that shows you're married. That's a cop out so you won't have to preach it. My culture was getting drunk, but I had to quit it. My culture was down at the bar. My culture was gambling. But I ain't a gambler no more. I ain't a drunk no more. What happened to me? I got born again of the water and the spirit. How'd you get born? I died out of that junk. And I got baptized in the name of Jesus. And I got filled with the power of the Holy Ghost that separates me from this world and living holy and contrite before God. That's what they did. And that's what we need is an old time apostolic move of the Holy Ghost. We need that more than money. We need that more than buildings. We need God to move in our midst. And you bring down the supernatural power of God and saturate us with his spirit. But who has a desire? You know what God spoke the other night? He said this. I've just got a few that will follow me that's willing to pay the price. I haven't got many, but he said, I'm going to take that many, that few that I've gotten. And I'm going to build my church in these last days. You know what else he said? He said, every one of these is called by my name. That's not following me. I'm going to expose them, tear down everything they've built. That said, those that have followed me and those that love me and those that's obeying me, the others are seeking signs and miracles and wonders, but I'm giving them to my church. They're going to have them. You're going to see things like you mind cannot imagine. We've got things coming to the church. If we'd hold on to these old paths, seek after God, we got something going to happen in the supernatural that's going to keep us uh, alive and well when things get rough. It don't matter how bad it gets, uh, God is able. We've got to learn to trust our trust in God. It don't matter if it comes a depression. It don't matter if it comes a war in this country. If you know Jesus, uh, you got everything you need. Uh, if you get hungry, he'll feed you. If you got a place to hide, he'll hide you. It's all in him. Uh, he loves his people. He loves his church, but he's not going to tolerate sin, and he's not going to change his plan for this generation or another generation. It's still the same as it was in the days of old. It's living right, acting right, loving one another, preaching the gospel, holding on to the old paths, uh, repenting of our sins, uh, preaching sin out of camp, and being able to take rebuke and exhorting one another, be able to rebuke, uh, and be able to take counseling, and be able to be told you're wrong, uh, and have a spirit enough to straighten your life up and live for God. Somebody come to the instruments. But tonight, you can have you something from God if you want it. Or you can leave here without it. God will give you something that you ain't never had. If you need some power with God, you can get it. I believe God can do anything. 
I don't believe there's nothing impossible. You know what God's waiting on? He's just waiting on somebody. Just saying, Lord, I'll surrender all. Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to. I've got no reservations. I'll go where you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do. I belong to you. And when you get that attitude, you'll see this great big old God just come down and things will begin to happen. I want to tell you something, Brother Westberg. I had something the other night to happen and you know a part of it. And I'll tell you, it was the greatest thing ever happened. But God come down and God answered a prayer that I have wept and I've walked and I've prayed and I've begged. But God never did let me down. He promised me he'd do it. And I held on. I never give up. And I saw the things happen that I believed in God. And God's doing more and more and more. You can't outdo God. My God will do anything. I believe in my God. My God's never failed me. He's never let me down. Our problem is unbelief because he don't do it when we think he ought to do it. We then don't believe him anymore. That was Israel's problem. I don't care what God done for them. Every time they come up against a problem, they didn't believe he could do anymore. Because God ain't doing it right when we want it to do. I don't believe he's going to do it. I don't believe, I believe he's going to do something tonight. I believe something's going to happen in this meeting. I believe there's going to be a direction set here. I believe these men of God is going to be anointed with a power. I believe these men are going to bring us things that are going to bring us closer to God. If we don't get closer to God and find some direction, we have wasted our time and our money. We come here to get an audience with God. I come here to hear from God. I come here to fellowship with my brother. But my priorities are, God, I want to hear from you. God, I need a direction. God, I need an answer. God, I need to know a few things. God, I need you to talk to me. God, I need to know what to do. That's what we ought to be in our minds, saying, God, talk to me tonight. God, let me know something tonight. God, help me tonight. And when you're going to believe it in your God, you'll see your God will answer your prayers. And tonight, whatever it is, you're going to find it right down here. There ain't no psychiatrist going to work it out. Your pastor ain't going to counsel it out. He can pray and talk to you, but it's going to be right here. And tonight, God desires to meet with you. Have you got a desire to help bring the church back and tear all the debris out, all the filth out, and get down to them good old solid foundations? The most important things of a building is the structure and the foundation. All the rest of it's cover up. But we don't like to build a framework and we don't like to work on the foundation. But we need to clean up the foundation of the church. When we get it all cleaned out, then we, when we start laying, it, uh, laying them boards down, she's going to be strong. When the winds come, she ain't going to give. She's going to stand through the storms, stand through whatever comes. And tonight, if you'd like to come and pray, the altars are open. My part's just about over. It's between you and God. I've delivered the best that I know how what God's given me. But the answer's in Him. If you need something tonight, you can find Him here. Yes, Lord. Oh, Lord God. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. From the bottom of my heart to the depth of my soul, yes, Lord, completely, yes, my soul.
place to pray tonight. Let's make us an altar somewhere and talk to the Lord. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. From the bottom of my heart, my heart is hungry for you tonight, Lord. Yes, Lord. 